All right. Well, hey, welcome, Ross. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's President's Day. Did you have to work? I did not have to work, fortunately. I got a lot of chores taken care of and some uh, appointments done, and now I got all sorts of spare time. Fantastic. Well, I, I did work, uh, although in our building we have a bunch of other kind of bank-related um, businesses, so the parking lot was completely empty. We were the only ones. We had the whole run of the whole building. It was awesome. What's it like in there? Are you crickets, or is there nice to actually take advantage of the entire building? Uh, I don't I don't know what goes on in your, your big building when everybody's gone. Yeah. Well, not a lot. They won't let me in those other offices, but uh, I did see one guy wandering around, uh, so I don't know why he was in there and everybody else was off for the day. But uh, I don't know. It's a good front parking spot. I almost never get that because I got to drop the kids off at school in the morning. By the time I get there, all the good spots are taken. And nobody saw that you may have showed up a little bit late this morning either. <laughs> well, because the kids didn't have school, I showed up early. Wow. So that didn't work in my favor either. And you get to take advantage of that. Yeah. So, hey, we're going to start a podcast. Yeah, we are. It was your idea and I'm all for it. I'm excited about it. Yeah, I guess you're right. It was kind of my idea. I uh Thought it would be way better to have a companion rather than just me sitting and talking. Uh, not that I don't enjoy listening to my own voice, but I uh, just thought it'd be better if we had somebody to bounce things off of. Well, I, I agree. I tried that for um, about 20 episodes and it just it wasn't great. When you have to talk to yourself about what you do, it'd be great to actually talk to somebody about what they got going on as well. Yeah. So uh, what do you want to get out of this podcast? You know, I'm just kind of looking to help people get better with um, technology or learn different aspects of technology. I mean, a lot of the stuff that I've done, I spend outside of my 40 hours a week kind of digging into things and trying to learn and deconstruct and reverse engineer. It's like, yeah, I'm a mile wide and an inch deep. I like to learn a lot about certain things. And then when I find a specialty, I really dig in. So I like to help people find uh, places to actually learn the things that they're interested in. Everybody thinks technology that we do, either programming, building web pages, um, you name it, is really, really difficult. And the actuality is it's really not. Yeah, boy, ain't that the truth. Uh, but I'm always surprised at people that just because you're in technology, they assume you can solve any problem. Doesn't matter what it is. Uh, and somebody sent me a video screen, a video of, over text message, which I didn't even know you could do, um, of the modem lights blinking and said, hey, can you fix that? Uh, the internet's not working. Actually, no, I can't fix that. I, I know absolutely nothing about your network or your system. I don't know why those lights are blinking. Maybe you call the cable company. Do you get a lot of that? Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the exact same thing. I was like, I don't know your modem. I think my lights are supposed to be blinking. So it's to me, it sounds like it's working perfectly. So I do get that. I do. And family and friends anymore, they they don't always jump to ask me first. Now I'm sort of a last resort because, I mean, oh wow. this. Because when you, well, you explain, you do this thing all the time, all day, every day. Like, I don't go to my doctor friends and ask real serious doctor questions because they're not going to be held responsible for that. And I don't want to be held liable for somebody's com computer in certain aspects. I don't know what they got on it. So I try to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. Well, it's funny you mention that because, you know, I get the same thing. And in, in, in my dad's circle of friends, he's actually the computer expert. But he doesn't know anything about computers. I'm talking to him, he says, oh, yeah, I just went over to Louie's house and helped him get his uh, his computer set up. And I just shake my head. I'm like, how are you helping Louie out? You don't know anything about computers. Yeah, isn't isn't an expert just knowing more than everybody else in the room? It doesn't have to be much, just a little bit. That's true. That That is the definition. <laughs> well, actually, well, one of the things that I really wanted to do to get this podcast started in, like Ross mentioned, I kind of um, initially brought this up and Ross had a podcast before and I enjoyed it and then he stopped doing it and I thought, well, maybe he wants to do something a little bit different. 
Um, but as some of you guys know, I mean, I, I'm pretty uh, big into education and teaching mostly kids. But uh, how do we get more kids involved in technology? So I've had this idea for uh, probably a, a year or two to do a podcast and talk specifically about things that kids can do and how we get more and more kids involved. Um, one of the things, and we'll talk about this on another podcast of just things that, that I do and that Ross does, um, but we teach a lot of kids to build video games and we do either five day camps or we do kind of one day events or we do some code clubs. And one of the things that I get from a lot of the parents is, is after the showcase part, they'll say, wow, I can't believe, you know, so-and-so did that. And a kid can do that. Um, I could never do that. My comment always back to them is, uh, well, you know, I just taught a fifth grader or a fourth grader how to do it. I bet if you tried, you could you could do it. And I see a lot of that, and I see a lot of that with the parents. I mean, I'm glad that they're engaged, and I'm glad they want to push their kids to do it. But I also feel that they don't know what to do, and they don't have a clue what to do next. And if we're not doing it, uh, those kids probably aren't going to stay involved. And I thought one way to do that would be to do have a podcast where we can talk about getting people engaged. It's not just kids. And I know you teach, or not teach, but I mean, you do a lot with um, more adults or trying to get the education out there for people that maybe aren't very technical. And I want to bring that in as well. Uh, But the one thing that I'm really passionate about is trying to get more tech education into the schools and just into the hands of the kids. And I want to talk a lot about that, you know, as part of this podcast. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's exactly what I'm on board with, because it's not so much that people could never do it, or they, it it really boils down to they don't know where to start. They Mm -hmm. may think they don't have the capacity to actually do it, but I mean, the information's out there. The problem is actually, everybody thinks that there needs to be an authoritative source to start, when in actuality, one of the thousand options to start is good enough to just start. And then you can boil down and and go different directions and different tangents, but people don't really trust um, themselves to go out and find where to start, get the information and do stuff. So hopefully we can provide that and give everybody a little bit of a foot in the door. And next thing you know, they're off and running. Yeah. So that's really about what uh, Ross and I have been talking about to have be have our kind of topic area or topic of expertise on this particular podcast. Uh, it's going to be everything to do with tech education, I think is the easiest way to put it. Um, we'll be focusing definitely on kids because uh, I'm I do a lot of that in my spare time. And I plan on doing more of it. I've got some other events coming up this summer here that I want to talk about. Um, But I also want to be able to appeal to maybe teachers, uh, teachers that just don't know. And I've interacted with a number of them over the years, and they just don't know how to bring this technology into their classes. And they want to. And so I want to be able to help them out as well and provide them the resources. So, Ross, what are you you thinking? When we got this started, uh, you had a long list of, of technical things that needed to be done, like creating a website and like picking a topic. Um picking a name. Yeah, that's name's going to be the hard part. We can't do any of that other stuff without having a name before we get this thing started. So here we are recording episode one, and we don't even know what we're going to call yeah. this thing. Well, I like to think of this as maybe episode zero because um, all programming languages in general start with zero instead of one. Well, I got, I could throw a little wrinkle in your, in your, in your plan. Apple podcasts won't allow you to label an episode zero of their new uh, episode seasoning system. So the title can be zero, but for all intents and purposes, it's going to be episode one. I'm telling you. Well, that sounds a lot like code because we're going to be off by one, our entire podcast. I like it. (laughs) So did you have some ideas? Well, I mean, I got all sorts of ideas. They're never very good for the most part, but I know that you wanted to include the word hack or hacking of some sort. And I, I, I totally on board because that's all I've ever been my entire career is a hack. Like I'm, 
got a programming degree, yeah. but I was never an expert developer and I'll never be an expert developer. So I like it a lot, but I don't exactly know um, where to start. I thought of maybe hack the system. I mean, when we're talking about education and we're talking about hardware uh -huh. and software systems, maybe reverse engineering them or, or looking at them, we're going to hack the system. I don't know, that's one of my ideas. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, I think you actually named the podcast earlier today by accident. I don't even know if you noticed that. No, I don't. I did not notice that. You're talking about you in one of our chats? No, it was the the website that you created. You called it, and I actually flipped around, words around a little bit. Um, but I, I was thinking about calling it um, Hack Something. Oh, all right. So, yeah, the title. <laughs> that was actually what you named the that website earlier Hack today. Hack Something podcast or, <laughs> I, you know, I subconsciously when yeah. I did that, I thought that maybe that was the direction it was going to go. I, I thought it's like, I, if I know Will well enough, he's going to be like, heck with it. This is our name. Just leave it at that. So we were, we were close. Don't change it. I'm all for it. Don't change it. Yeah. Well, I did some poking around. Granted, I only spent like five seconds while I was at the gym Googling it. Uh, I did not find another podcast called Hack Something. Um, and then, of course, I checked the domain name hacksomething.com was taken or parked. So completely useless. Um, but we could add the word go in front of it so we could call it like go that. hack something go hack something.com yeah. I'm all for that. So what does what does the word hack mean to you? You commented about it. you felt you were a hack your your career Well for me, I mean there's multiple connotations There's the negative connotation of like a nefarious hacker or like basically tearing something apart for nefarious reasons but then there's also the tearing something apart to learn about it. You know, like mm -hmm. when, I, when I was growing up, I had RC cars and everything else. And, and I would take those RC cars out of the skeleton that they were in. I'd hack them apart and I'd piece them back together with different wheels in different places. I'd make it so they could go upside down and inside out. And now they actually make vehicles like that that you can't flip upside down. And I, I made those myself yeah. back, in, back when I was young. So basically, hack it to me is, I mean, piecing something together from nothing if you've got nothing and making something or taking something apart and changing its... Uh, basically, it's it's intended purpose one way or another, and learning from it really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever I, I mean, I do like the word hack, and I know it's got this negative connotation in general, not within our community, but kind of from the general public. A lot of it is just because the news. Anytime something bad happens, they say you know the network was hacked or this hacker did this, um, and it's it's always in that negative. It's never in the positive. But when I think of hack, I think about making something do something it wasn't intended to do. Uh, and I think that fits uh, really, really well into a lot of the things that I do. Um, I spend a lot of time building and creating either software or hardware or technology as a whole. Or, and one of the things I really enjoy doing is to take something and change it to do something different. Uh, so I've got a, a bunch of just small little projects that I've done over the years and um, recreated something into something a little bit different. I'm working on one right now where, uh, and there's a long story behind it, so I'll, I'll save you the story for another day, but essentially an old analog phone. And what I want to do is I want to turn that into a virtual phone. And what I mean by that is it'll still do everything that it originally did, but it just does it virtually. So when you push the nine, it'll play the tone for the nine. When you pick it up, I want to be able to hear a dial tone, even though there's not going to be a dial tone on the other end. It'll all be synthetic. Uh, but I just think that's really cool uh, because it's it can be done today with you know, less than $15 worth of components. Um, and I think it's a great learning tool for kids too because we can pop it open and we can say, hey, look what we did. You know, we, we took these pieces out. We redid the keypad so that we can control it so we know exactly which key is being pressed. We're using a little module to play uh, MP3 files or WAV files over it. 
So to me, that is, is hacking right there. I took something that was intended for something completely different, and I made it do something it wasn't intended to do. That was great. So is, is that the exact same analog phone that you actually posted about a couple of weeks ago asking for recommendations of what to do with it? <laughs> I know. I don't know why I bothered to ask my friends. I never, ever <laughs> get any useful advice from them. Uh, but yeah, it was the same phone. Yeah. Well, I look, I look forward to that. Like things like that are interesting to me, but I've never, and this is, this is what's going to be great about this podcast. It's probably going to force me to step out of my comfort zone a little bit and start tearing some stuff apart too. I got a whole stack of old electronics that I don't necessarily know what to do with besides maybe take to electronic recycling. And uh, it's just never been something that I jumped into, but now taking an opportunity to learn something new, that's going to be good for me as well as our listeners, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Go hack something.com. Go hack something.com sounds good to me, especially if that's available. I'd be surprised. I already looked. It's available. That's that's works for me. We just, we just have to purchase it before we release the podcast episode. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. But then whoever is looking for it, they're wondering like, I wonder what's going to be at that website now because I was just going to buy that and now it's taken. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Well, hopefully the NSA is not listening to our conversation. Yeah, highly unlikely. It's highly unlikely. Yeah, with all the excessively complicated computer networking that it took to get this pod, first podcast up and running. I'd be shocked if it even works. We could do a whole episode on the rigmarole that we went through just to get this first recording taken care of. And you're the expert. And we know you're the expert because you ran a podcast. And you said it would just be one click. Well, it would have been one click if I was sitting here ready waiting for you. But you were actually the one waiting for me. And I didn't even have my microphone on my desk yet. So I apologize for that. Well, good. Well, excellent. Well, I think uh, just uh, for what what we want to get out of this podcast is to really start to engage people with learning. And again, back to that hacking, how do we make stuff do things that they weren't intended or, or even just build something and build something creative? Um, I want to focus a lot more around kind of what we can do with our, our kids and kid ed, and kids education in schools and get them more in schools involved. And I know, Ross, you're very interested in just you know, helping the general population on getting more involved in technology. Um, I know a lot of the episodes that you did on your first podcast were really focused on things that everybody should be doing. Uh, I know one that jumped to mind immediately when we first started talking about this uh, is you personally tried to explain how two-factor authentication works for people. Uh, and I thought that was great because it's, it's so important for people to use, especially around their email or very critical systems. But it's also something that, I don't know, I don't see a lot of people using. Uh, and I think that's very important to get out in front of people and get them to not just do it, but to understand why it's important and how it works. Yeah, I think doing that soon and early and often is the most important part. So when we're talking and talking to educating younger folks on one, being secure, because their entire life is going to be into this technology, whether it's social media or wherever you want to put it, if you package it up and keep it on an encrypted device somewhere in a safe downstairs, you're still going to need to have good authentication practices and things like that. So all of that's important to me. Uh, not enough people are using two-factor authentication. It's easier and easier. And if you start when you're young, then every new app, like every new website that you log into, you just do it from the beginning. It's second nature and it's not a headache as it was to all of us when we started doing it just recently. So, Yeah. So, so I'd love to bring more of those types of things into the podcast too. So maybe we can talk about uh, the education side and then we can also talk about why these things are important um, and maybe we can create some challenges for people to get involved and to, to help share this information out there with others. You know, they do say, you know, the best way to learn is to go teach something. So maybe we can encourage people to go out and once they've learned something from the podcast, maybe they go show their parents or their children or vice versa. Children show their parents. 
Yes. Yes. I'm, I'm totally fine with that. I'm in that phase right now with my two and a half year old. I'm thinking of ways to, like they got the programming board games, the little mm -hmm. square bots that roll around out on mats. Like, so getting kids involved as young as possible. Like I'm not going to force my son to be a geek like me, but if he follows dad's footsteps and all for it, I'll give him all the tools available. So this is going to help me um, just kind of put the, get the wheels mo in motion in that direction anyway. So yeah. Well, excellent. Well, uh, what about guests? Are we going to have any guests? I think it would be ridiculous if we didn't. I mean, if we're trying to teach people and we want to probably learn from other people as well, I know we can bring on some very highly talented, skilled people just in the local area, if not um, within our yeah. extended circle to come on and hopefully teach us something as well. So definitely need to have some guests online. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to get some of the, the teachers involved too, since they're the, the front end of a lot of uh, education. Well, pretty much all of our education now, let's be honest. Uh, they're not really doing a lot outside of schools, um, especially in, in our area. Uh, so I'd love to get them more involved, both from a participation standpoint, but then what can we do to help? You know, what can we do to put these this curriculum in front of them moving forward? So I think guests will be, will be very helpful. And you're right, Russ. I think we can get some really good local people that we can have join. And I know some international people that I think would be really good to bring into this conversation and help kind of extend that beyond. So one of the, I guess maybe the last thing that I wanted to cover here today on this um, inaugural episode is just a little bit of the types of things that we want to teach. Now, again, I, we talked a little bit about this earlier. Technology is such a broad field. Um, you know, it could be anything. It could be networking. Uh, it could be uh, just all over the place. What What are your thoughts? What What do you want to have as be kind of some of these boundaries when we say technology that we want to include? And how far do we want to dive into any of those? Do you have any thoughts? Well, I think we want to brush in just enough to get somebody interested in learning and finding more coming to us, maybe either via some forum online so we can engage in conversation mm -hmm. to really get people set off in the right direction, maybe come back and answer some questions. Um, I, I don't want to get too deep and technical unless it's something that we're both, we could speak very intelligently about. And I don't know right now as we're starting out what that actually is until we find it. But, um, I think we, we go just deep enough to spark enough people's interest. And then when and we hear from our listeners about going deeper in certain things, it'll force us to yeah. learn, um, force us to learn some of those things that we're not exactly the most keen on as well. Yeah. Well, and I know between the two of us, our backgrounds are extremely diverse when it comes to technology. I think you'd be hard pressed to pick a topic that one of us doesn't know quite a bit about. Um, but I mean, there's going to be things that are, are, that we're more comfortable speaking with. Uh, I, I, my background is, has been mostly software, um, but over the last couple of years, I've gotten much more involved with uh, electronics. Uh, so I'm really excited about kind of learning more and talking about uh, just what exists today uh, when it comes to things like the Arduinos and the Raspberry Pis and, and just some of the, the circuitry that, and the devices that you can build. Um, yesterday I gave, I think it was yesterday, I uh, gave my daughter a, a handful of uh, what's called NeoPixels, and they're these little LED lights that are individually changeable. And I literally just gave her a handful of them with an Arduino, and I said, go download this library and figure it out. So she's been spending the last couple of days blinking these individual lights, and she's created all kinds of really interesting patterns. I want to get more people involved on just doing that for, for kids, just handing them something and say, I need you to go figure this out. You know, I, I, the resources exist. Here's a good starting point. Uh, let me know if you run into any problems. Uh, so just right before we got started here, I was showing her how to, to do a while uh, true loop so that the thing would sit and wait forever so it wouldn't go on and, and loop around a second time. 
Uh, but those are the things that I think the, it's so easy today for kids to learn and they understand how YouTube works and they understand how to look things up. We need to give them more opportunities to explore and we need them to think on their own, get back to some of those critical thinkings. Uh, so those are some of the areas that I, I really want to uh, be able to cover. I think from a boundary standpoint, I mean, I think uh, my network security is not quite as good as maybe yours is. Uh, so I probably don't have a, a lot of depth in there. But when it comes to programming, uh, video games, uh, we do a lot of that. Uh, software development, hardware, computer networking, um, maybe a little bit of, uh, of electronics, I, I think, are the main areas I'd like to cover. Yeah, that, that sounds really good. And I look forward to learning some of that hardware Adreno aspect of the hacking from you. I, mm -hmm. I like the security side of things. By no means am I Fort Knox over here in my house, but th those are the types of things that interest me. I do like um, creating software solutions for automation. Um, if you're going to do a certain task over and over that takes 10 steps, why do even four of those steps manually when you can create one or two step process that just does it the same way every time takes human error out of the equation. So um, automation from a software aspect, uh, deployment of services and using services. Uh, that's what's really interesting to me from for the most part. So. Yeah. Well, no, and the other really cool thing on the automation and, and just being able to tie into these other things is there's so much technology that exists today to do that through like a Raspberry Pi or an Arduino or a remote sensor. Um, I think I think you're going to find some of that stuff just fascinating on what you can do with very, very little code and very little skill for that matter. Well, I look forward to that because I'm not going to have much from a skill standpoint. I mean, I'm kind of a web front end developer and uh, learning, I guess, what What's one, what's one of the examples of the languages we're going to look at for programming something in Arduino? Well, the Arduino runs a kind of a pseudo C++ language. Um, it, it, it's pretty close, although it's, it's kind of funny. I ran into one statement, uh, it's, uh, it's printf, uh, and I knew for a fact I was correct on the syntax, but it did not work. And I spent probably half an hour second-guessing myself, and, and I finally Googled it and looked it up. Turned out they didn't bother to implement that feature on the Sprintf. So there's some weird things like that that, that you can run into. But you know, in general, if you've got some C, C++ background, um, the hardest thing you're going to come across is dealing with just pointers. All right. That's good. I might be able to hack it after all. <laughs> well, excellent. Well, should we uh, wrap up this uh, first inaugural episode? We've, we've kind of covered the, the ground rules. We've kind of covered what it is that we want to cover. Uh, we did a quick intro, although I think we need to dive deeper into that next time. And most importantly, we've come up with a name that, assuming we don't change our mind in the next half an hour, will stick. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go hack something. That's for sure. <laughs> well, excellent. All right. Well, until we uh, circle back around for the second episode, um, I'll see you next time, Ross. Sounds good, Will. Thanks a lot.